0: Hi, this is Arik and Aurelia and we're going to talk about life and interesting things or so we think, but in the end you will be the judge of it. Either way, what we have to talk about is ageless. Ageless. Hi
1: Aurelia, it's really an honor to be with you, with you here today.
0: Thank you. The honor is all mine.
1: Well, actually I say that because the energy is just so heavy outside in the world. That's sadly, but true. It's so intense. Like it's just, it's just really intense. And also, cause like right before we did this ages podcast, I was looking at something on your shelf in your office and I was wondering what it was. And then I saw it's like travel adapters mm. and I had this thought, like, remember when we needed those?
0: <laughs> yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. I mean, like we said last night, this is the longest period at least I have been here I mean yeah you know you traveled at the beginning before
1: yeah COVID. I got lucky I, I I I traveled as if there was no problem I even got bumped into first class which was amazing it was the first time and mm. it was really a lot of fun and then uh going was no problem and then coming, I got back home before it was like a couple of days before the thing, the, the border close. So it was like really mm-hmm. intense mm-hmm. also first class, but I had my mask on and everything. So it was cool. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I just recently had my solar return and I wasn't traveling, which is also intense and, you know, solar returns like they're always like setting the quantum level for the next year ahead and like showing like, you know, what's going on, like for the year ahead. So because even like when I'm seeing clients, like for their birthdays or solar returns, like I'm seeing like, what are their goals and where can, they, which time zone can they go into to uh, optimize the year ahead? So that really wasn't an option, mm. but in this case, I was able to kind of like just readjust some of my goals and just see what to do and see what exactly what to transcend to hit the goals that I want to keep. Mm. And so that was really cool experience. Like this inward travel. Yeah. This inner travel, you know? So I I just think that's really interesting. So anyhow, um, do you want to say anything to that?
0: No, just that I'm looking forward to my solar return that I will also. Spend <laughs>
1: <here>. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Because that's a lot of light on that day. That's for <laughs> sure, man. Okay. So my dear love of my life, my question for you is, well, there's two questions and you might have to ask answer one to answer the other, but, um, what is an oath And how is it connected to the path? And I feel like first we should talk about what is the path?
0: Hmm. Well, I mean, the path is the practice you have chosen on your way to liberation. Okay. What is liberation? That's when you are no longer triggered by central input. Then you're free. It's triggered. Until, yeah.
1: What's it like, what is triggered do? Trigger sets you off. Uh uh-huh. And then I start like acting out and doing things that I can't control. Mm-hmm. Could be internal also.
0: Either way, you've got to be liberated from it. Okay, yeah. So liberation from these triggers—it's all first internal before you act it out, because you know as yeah. first causes always mental. So yeah, everything starts inside. Of I was us. just
1: kind of actually thinking more medical. You know, like how then things might go haywire. God forbid, like this is a trigger or something. You know.
0: Yeah, that too.
1: But yeah. Okay. So liberation being liberated from these reactive behavior, reactive reactivity, liberation mm-hmm. from reactivity.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. And so then the path is the path you've chosen to be liberated from reactivity.
0: The practice uh, of the practice, the mm-hmm. practice. Okay because like, you know, no one path is better than the other. If you're like serious about it and you keep doing your practice, you know, then yeah, like they say, all roads lead to Rome. But you need a path to do it. Yes.
1: You cannot just wander aimlessly and just become non-reactive
0: mm, No. or
1: liberated. I'm sorry. Liberated. <laughs>
0: no, you cannot do that. I mm. mean, mm. Um, I like that image of the, um, hermit card mm-hmm. of the tarot. And that makes it very clear. Like it's like how we are climbing mountains and I always say, you know, if you are down in the meadow, then you can walk here and there. And not a lot happens, you know, but you also don't have the amazing view from the meadow I mean you may see beautiful things but you know like your perspective is very limited and then the higher you go on the mountain the more difficult it becomes and where you know at the meadow you could like walk for miles in each direction as you become high, getting higher up you know one full step can be the difference between life and death.
1: Mm Mm-hmm wow. Like life and death, meaning like actual life and death.
0: Yeah. Like you said, if a trigger manifests in a way where it would, um, you know, bear some negative physical fruit, then yeah. Okay. Very interesting. Well, thank you for
1: explaining that. You know, I, I've often wondered about like all these different paths, you know, and I've actually done a lot of research on the different paths and I don't want to get into all that. But one thing that I, that I, that I've learned that I've known is that it's really important that you, whatever path you choose, that you believe in it and that, you know, you know that it's the path for you. Yes. I know that that's really true. It doesn't matter what path it is. It's just, you need to really know that it's working for you because for example, not everyone can climb all those mountains. Maybe some people want to just like walk along the beach or walk in the woods or each one can be the path to liberation, like metaphorically, of course, you know, not. And also what I found really interesting is like I always had this huge question. Like, how can there be so many different descriptions of heaven or hell, you know, with, from all these different paths, spiritual paths, or even religions, cause a religion can be a path or even science can be a path, like just these different paths, because, you know, I'm not saying that you will always stay there, but you will move, right? Like you can move from one path or your path can evolve. Or well, I guess the question that's kind of just coming up is like, I guess there is the path, and then my path. Is there a difference? Because this question just spontaneously rose as I was talking.
0: Ideally not. I mean, ideally your path is the path
1: because I hear like a lot of new agers say like, you know, just wasn't right on my path. And like I, sometimes I just want to like almost throw up because I'm just like, wow, this could be like ego path. Of course it
0: could, you but know? you know, we're talking about like practice. Yeah. We have said like practice is defining the path. And yeah. Yes of course you That's may a need really to, good point. You but, may you may need to look here and there until you find out what is your path. Like what is right for you. But what's more powerful, like I guess what I'm also just realizing
1: is that someone can have their path but then at some point it intersects with the path. Cause technically you could say wandering around is part of my path, but it's not
0: part of a practice path. Well, then it's not a path because that's what I said in the beginning when you asked me, you know, what is a path? And I said, well, It is the practice that leads you to Uh liberation. And I cannot be the judge of that. If you know somebody is learning to be non-reactive by walking around here and there and everywhere, you know, then that is the path. Because how I used to say in my karma workshop, you know, what is important? What really shows you that you're free is once you stop judging. Because then you're not reacting. Then you take things and see them for what they are and you stop arguing with reality, which every judgment is like an argument that you try to fight out with reality. Mm-hmm. And then If you are not judging and you get to those realizations by poking your nose or by sitting in a cave for 500 years, it really doesn't matter.
1: Yeah, that that's clear. But I also just think it's important that people know that they could think that they're on the path, but they're really just on their path and it's not the same thing as a practice. Of course, in the bigger picture, it is, we're all on our path. Even if we are overdosing on heroin, that's part of my path, but that's not part of a practice.
0: As stated when yeah. we started. Yes. Mm -hmm. It has to be a practice and this practice has to be adhered to. So what's the
1: practice then?
0: Like I say, I don't know. I mean, look at any of the, I do not want to call it religions, but you know, most of the practices are connected to the Mm -hmm. big world religions. Like most every practice, is somehow connected to a meditative state or a meditative practice, whether it be a walking meditation or a sitting meditation or, Mm -hmm. you know, that doesn't really matter. I mean, you know, I do not know. I do not know. Just a few examples. Yeah.
1: Thank you. Like that's, that's good. Like just not all of them. Like enough
0: chanting. Yeah. There's all kinds
1: of, practices. Yeah, so anything the that any- changing
0: gets you in a meditative state. Mm-hmm. So that's really, but the
1: goal is to stop judging. Yes. So whatever gets you there, that's the path. Yes. That's what it is. Because yes. if you're just learning to judge more or how to judge better, like say you activate your psychic energies, but only just to judge, then you're really not on the path they're on some kind of path but not the you're not doing a spiritual practice you're, you're doing, not you're not on the path to liberation you're on the path to liberation you're on the path to enslavement yeah yeah
0: mm-hmm. so then
1: um yeah like what I also wanted to say is like when i had this i when i was had this question like how can there be all these different explanations of heaven and hell and all these different paths like which one's real you know like which one's the most accurate But then I realized that actually each path has its own heaven and hell. Mm -hmm. I always thought like we all go to the same place, but even at, but it's, that's not necessarily true because like, say if you're a devout Catholic your whole life, you will go to heaven or hell that is reserved for Catholics. Mm -hmm. It's very different than the quote unquote heaven or hell of a Buddhist or a Taoist, you know, like everybody has their own, heaven or hell like it's that their own real state for that belief system or that
0: practice so now i don't know are you talking about like in the catholic sense like going to heaven after you die or going to hell after you die because
1: yeah that yeah, yeah i mean literally that like I, I really hell, like don't know concept. because
0: yeah. that concept you know really in reality does not apply yeah but because i think you like you will you know, heaven, we... heaven and hell is here right now. Of course, of course. Because it's a state of mind. Of and course.
1: All... And that on the bigger scale, yes, but for religious, you
0: know, followers, like they think it's like afterlife, you know, like, do I go up or down? <laughs> you yeah. Know? Well, however, you know, I mean, you can ask any Catholic and you will see that they're not all happy. Yeah, of and course. So. Of course, maybe if they're real Catholics, which I think should rather be um, a rarity these days, like, uh, you know, actual practicing Catholic, um, you know, they will know that what they're experiencing here is purgatory. Yes. Like the in-between state. Yeah. And once they stop judging, they Mm -hmm. cleanse themselves and then they're... Like, it's all about judgment in heaven. It, yeah it's, it's all about judgment
1: and that's also why i say every day is judgment day yes well, every moment yes. is judgment day so after this break let's talk about what is an oath in relation to this path as now we have defined it this episode of ageless is brought to you by our program speechless where we get into the real details behind the veils of reality beyond the news and the fake news. Consider subscribing to speechless. Just Google it by Arik and Aurelia Zander speechless. You can find us on Patreon. All right, we are back and we're talking about the path and, um, specifically now I want to know then what is an oath? And what does have to do with this path?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't really know so much. What is an oath? Not even as a, a word. Can we call it a vow? <clears throat> I think
1: there's a difference. I really think there's a difference because I mean, of course, They are similar, but an oath, I'm just looking it up now. Like the definition is, is a solemn promise, often invoking a divine witness regarding one's future action or behavior. Okay. That's just like the textbook dictionary. And they're also the pictures that are accommodating it is the hand on the Bible.
0: Yeah. That's the only connection I would know.
1: The the mailman takes an oath doctors take the Hippocratic oath, which Mm -hmm. actually used to be very spiritual thing. I know I've taken it. You know, it's a very spiritual, like the Hippocratic oath, like the physicians were used to be the protectors of the, you know, the physos, the end of the, basically the Chi, they -hmm. had to really make sure that the Chi was there. So, um, you know, or the president of the United States or anybody that, gets sworn into office, they have to take a oath. They put their hand on the Bible, which I think is amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, cause that's has a lot of the energy of the, of the tarot in it. Um, So that, that to me is like an oath, like in modern day terms. And then even, you know, in a vow, like you're bringing up to me is like just being kind of mainstream about it. Like it's really about marriage, you know, like this vow that you make. Um, I will look it up now. Like it says, a solemn promise. Solemnly, I mean, I'm sure you could de- you can define vow. So now that we know a little bit more about oath,
0: like if you want
1: to talk about the difference, that's
0: fine. Like I said, I could not talk about really the difference because what you said about the oath, that is what I thought is a vow. You know that uh, with the um, Di- the the divine witness, you know, I, I vow, because maybe I cannot say I oath. Okay. Here's, know? here's
1: something I just pulled mm-hmm. up. It says vows and oath. Uh-huh. Okay. So with the vow to accomplish something, a person dedicates himself to the task. Holy, whoever takes an oath to accomplish something is required to answer for it. For he has named himself or some one of his belongings as a pledge of his commitment and is thus bound by his very life, his honor and his property. So I want to say something actually not mm-hmm. to that, because mm-hmm. to me, the way I understand this is that, um, because you brought up vow mm-hmm. spiritually speaking, yeah. when you take a vow, you get the energy to fulfill that
0: vow. Yes. And 100% like holy, like, one hundred percent I vow to I, do to in yeah. thoughts, words and action will work towards this goal no matter what it takes. Yeah, you know, it, dead or alive. Sounds
1: very spiritual. Yeah. But an oath, the way I just understood this now is kind of like I take responsibility to see that happen and i'm even putting down some collateral in case it doesn't like i'm responsible for it whereas a vow it's not an outspoken responsibility you know like that's how it sounds to me here like where with an oath i'm responsible i'm everybody like okay so now i'm put into this position i'm responsible to do this but where a vow is like i draw down the energy to do it I think maybe there's a little bit of a difference there. Um, you know, it, it, it goes on to say, uh, vows and oaths, therefore affect a person's whole being. They put one's very existence in pawn. There is a distinct difference. However, between an oath and a vow, a vow is merely a personal promise. Whereas an oath is a promise made before some institutional authority. In taking an oath, a person not only assumes an obligation, but also becomes liable to prosecution. The state and society have an interest in his act. Oaths serves as an objective guarantees of what is promised. Swearing to tell the truth. One guarantees that what one says is true. Oaths are self endorsing. Like I swear to tell the Mm -hmm. truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth. So help Mm -hmm. me God the practice of oath taking by which a person places his very life at risk is an extremely ancient one. So again, with this matters of life and death, so to speak, you know, like what you were talking about, Mm. it is an institution of coercion, the most powerful coercion known to primitive man. Oaths are encountered among all peoples and in all cultures. They are a primal symbol of religion because they are absolutely binding by nature and because they are subject to both misuse and overuse. Hmm. Also nevertheless looked upon with some suspicion in the fields of ethics, politics,
0: and so on, and so on. Hmm. Thank you for enlightening me and us maybe on that subject. Like for me, it's still, I mean, I find it very interesting uh the juxtaposition between the two because the way i heard it here that a vow you know it's like this personal thing and and it sounded like a little bit diminishing of the vow whereas you know in my reality Mm -hmm. like the vow is very powerful because it has to have this very very personal commitment and it's not like you said the oath you know like the truth and nothing but the truth and blah, blah, blah. And the next thing, you know, I perjure myself because do I believe so? Help me God. No, I don't. So, uh, um, or, you know, the oath of like Hi- the Hippocratic oath, like you said it are doctors nowadays really still the guardians of Chi or are they in the employ of the pharma company? Uh, pharmaceutical companies oh they amended the oath they completely changed the wording
1: of it from the chief they got rid of it
0: yeah but my point is that you know to have this oath uh, as you invoke uh, some outside authority I think is not enough for the path of liberation. It has to be a vow. Mm -hmm. It has to be this quality of like yourself, you know, like you do this for yourself. There's no glory in taking a vow. Nobody will know. It's not you stand there and raise your hands and then yeah, like self uh endorsement, like none of that, none of that. This is between yourself, and yourself. Mm-hmm. You, well, me myself. I, and yeah, I, I mean
1: that think. answers the question. I mean, we can talk more about that now that we say no. It's like it's a vow on the on the path. So, mm-hmm. so then, um, it's interesting though. Uh, before we get deeper into that, it's because um, with an oath, which let's just define it as more public, yeah, and a vow is more private.
0: Yeah, because
1: like I draw on that energy from mm-hmm. the divine to fulfill the vow. And with the oath, it's like, okay, you guys, I'm, I promise publicly to do that, to do my best. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like I do the oath to do that, but you could still, you're not really drawing upon any energy. You're just saying like, maybe I took this vow and now I'm telling you that I took this vow by making an oath. Like Mm. the vow seems to be more powerful either way. I don't
0: know, like the way it seems to me is that the vow is something that's internal. Yeah, private. And the oath is something that is external. Like external. Yes. And thereby, you know, because I have like this external responsibility. Right. Like I mean, you know, it becomes like a matter of morality. Yeah, like the postman's than,
1: under oath. He has yeah. to through, through rain, through sleet, through snow. I can't remember the exact. Mm-hmm but that's third house energy mm-hmm. astrologically. They're under oath. They have to do it. They mm-hmm. can't take a day off. I mean, other than Sunday. I mean, and even then I think they're working on Sunday now in some States. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But, um, it's a very spiritual energy. Like there is spiritual energy to that because if you made a vow to your oath, you can do that.
0: Mm, yes.
1: Right. You can make a vow
0: voucher. Yes. But I, I th- vow to keep up
1: my own. Yeah.
0: Now that's ideal. Yeah.
1: So this is amazing because like when you're talking about like the path and you need that vow and you mm-hmm. commit to do that, like whatever it is. Um, but vows don't have to only be towards the way I understand you, or maybe I misunderstood you. Um, they don't have to only be about. Spirituality, like if I vow to myself to learn something,
0: mm-hmm.
1: that's good. But what I just wanted to throw in there into the mix about spirituality, because that's what, that's the context of this conversation, is like actually when someone makes a vow to become spiritual, like and uh, to go onto that path, mm-hmm. uh, you actually cast a new chart for that person.
0: Mm, that makes total sense. And,
1: and when I'm when I'm seeing an astrological chart, because you know I practice astrology, and when I'm working with people, and then you know I know or it's like there's spiritual practice there, it's something you work with in the background. Mm. Yeah. You know, it's something you work with in the background, and I think it's interesting to indicate like another dimension to
0: being human and being on the path. I think this is amazing. Mm-hmm. This is really amazing. It makes a lot of sense because being on the path, like we said, you like know, what with, it, like yeah, the practice, being a, having a vow creates new life. I it guess. will. Yes. I mean, I I want, that's what I want to say. You know, it mm-hmm. will totally change you. And if it doesn't totally change you, then the path is not for you because then the practice that you are doing is not working because mm. the, we have to change in order to be liberated. I did that because you know, if, mm-hmm. if we could be liberated the way we are today, then what the heck, then we are liberated. Right. But that's not working. Like we have to change in order to be liberated. And yeah. So once again, if that's what your practice is doing for you, good for you. If not, you have to find something else.
1: Like if it's if it's not if it if your practice is changing you,
0: then you're on the right. Then yeah, on I mean, the right path. I, I if it's not changing you, then find something I, else. As always, in
1: ages we come full circle because uh, a circle is eternal and a line is not. Yeah. Right, like it's you know, like when I was talking about like, well, what about my path versus the path? And how do I know I'm not full of it? Mm. Like I've been on a path that I have had the pleasure of not questioning it before. I mean, of course I've had my moments, but like, not like, Oh, I don't think I'm like, you know, I want to like, I don't, you know, I, I don't think I'm on the right path or whatever. Like, a spiritual path, like the different mm-hmm. modalities and whatnot. But I think it's really interesting what you say because, um, I've changed so much on these paths that I've changed. It would look like on the outer level, that I've changed my path, mm-hmm. but I haven't. Yeah. So that makes like total sense. Like going from, you know, being born Catholic and then going into like, remembering my astrological wisdom and whatnot, Mm. or working with tarot. And I mean, you would think that there's a complete like change of path, but no, it's all just one path. Mm. And I think that's just going full circle with like all these different paths, but it's been one path,
0: but each one
1: I've, you know, I've gone into so deeply that it's changed me. Mm. And then the next thing, like the next layer, that's more, I guess, speaking to me, like Mm -hmm. not only speaking to me, but like accurate, I want to say is,
0: um, opening up, opening up. And this brings us back to the imagery of the hermit Mm -hmm. because from the tarot, yeah, you can see it that, you know, he stands Mm -hmm. on the mountain top. And then you see that there are many, many more mountain tops in the background. And so this is what he has to do. He has to, you know, go back down and then find the next path up to the next mountain top. Oh Lord. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, you must have some amazing
1: calves. (laughs) That's really cool. I mean, uh, I just also want to mention that, uh, if you haven't seen the Hermit tarot card, uh, I will soon have the 22 archetypes available for print uh, that are going to accompany the uh, class that I'm going to be offering online. So if you want to uh, get some information about that, please send me a message or comment. It's going to be a really cool online series of different archetypal energies and working with our super Awesome cosmic pixels tarot deck, so yeah. you can really see the tarot in there and the hermit and everything. Mm. So that's really cool. If you haven't seen it, you don't have to Google it. You can just check ours out. You know. Mm. So anyhow, very cool. So yeah, the vow. So then, this is my question has changed has changed from the mm-hmm. beginning nice. to now. It's like, what does the vow have to do with the
0: spiritual path? Mm. And yeah. And, you know, like, if I talk about myself, like, I took a vow when I was, like, maybe three years old because I would tell everybody, you know, that I'm a really happy person and that I will not give up until everybody is as happy as I am. And for anybody who knows just a little bit about the path, this is considered a bodhisattva vow mhm
1: sounds like an its own episode
0: definitely that's amazing and but just saying that my whole life then was you know drawn by that vow and i was only 3 years old and you may wonder you how could you do that well because vows Are eternal. So we'll let you guys
1: think about that. And I will probably bring up what happens when you break a vow and speechless.
0: Ooh.
1: (laughs) Okay, guys. This has been Arik. And Aurelia. And we hope that we gave you something really beautiful and pleasant to contemplate here with this last thing Aurelia said. So either way, you have just listened to an episode of Ageless. Ageless. Please listen to us on Spotify, Apple, Google, YouTube, everywhere where podcasts are available. We appreciate you guys for listening and all the amazing feedback that we've been getting. And please consider subscribing to Speechless, where we can take it to the next level. See you guys next time. Bye. Bye.